0: Welcome to the King's Cost dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. The title of the message tonight is this, The Christmas Number One. The Christmas Number One. I'll tell you what, I've never seen my children so silent when they were trying to sing this song at the front then. When they're at home, you ought to see them. They're dancing around the house, making microphones. They're as loud as anything. And uh, I'll tell you, we love—we do like Christmas songs, but I love to sing songs about Jesus. And uh, it's a shame today that we don't hear as many of these things today. But I want to talk tonight about the Christmas number one. And I believe that all the way through time, there's been songs. If you look back in the Old Testament, we, we read the Psalms. We read many songs in the Bible But I want to talk tonight just for a moment about a song that was Mary's song. And I believe that this, she was not just singing about a number, trying to get a number one. But she was singing about the number one. And that is Jesus Christ. Let's just look in the scriptures in Luke chapter 1. And we're going to pick up in verse 39. And where we're going to pick up is where Mary has just, uh, she's just seen Angel Gabriel, she's just received this news, she's received the news that she is going to bear the child, and that this is Jesus, and she's so excited when she receives this news, that she runs off to see um John the Baptist's wife, Elizabeth, she goes on off to find her and she wants to tell her as well the news about her baby and everything about what's happened and she's so excited and we pick up this story just after she's seen an angel. I don't know if, if you've just seen an angel, I think you'd be running and being a bit excited. But verse 39 says this, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. Where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women. And blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of the Lord should come to me? As verse 44 says, as soon as... As the sound of your greeting reach my ears, the baby in my womb leap for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And then in verse 46, if you read in some scriptures, it says it calls it Mary's song. It's known to some people as the magnificat. It's known as a song of none of, of the glory of God as she exclaims this. And we're going to read what Mary's song. This is one of the oldest Christmas songs you're going to hear. And then Mary, he says in verse 56, stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. She must have sung a good song if she stayed there three months. That's what I think. But I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but Mary sung this song. And do you know what? You could hear lots and lots. You could get your Now Christian uh, Christmas album out, listen to all the songs of all the pop music there is. And celebrating Christmas in your homes this year, listening to these songs that sometimes bring back memories of periods, different Christmases in your life. I know there's certain songs that I listen to. One of my one of my favourites not a Christian song is "Driving Home for Christmas." I used to love that when I worked at, at work, because I used to think about leaving leaving home to go home, driving home for Christmas. It was my favourite. But lots of these songs that bring back memories. Some of us tonight need to know of a song that Mary sang because it had more meaning and it showed the meaning of what Christmas was. It showed what it meant to her, it showed what it meant as she sang this song out to her friend Elizabeth. The first thing I want to point out about what she sings is this, the difference between the songs that we have in in the pop songs, any songs that they're now using to make you buy things in John Lewis. All these different tactics of com- uh, consumerism to make us buy things. Because I don't know about you. As soon as I hear the song, I start thinking, "Oh, I need to buy this. I need to buy that." And we do this, and it's that's why they do these things. And they're in, these songs are emotive, but th- th- there needs to be more in songs that we listen to at Christmas that are just touching the heartstrings. And this song that she sings, the first thing on her opening line, it, she says, "This my soul." Glorifies the Lord. My soul glorifies the Lord. You see, Mary received a supernatural revelation. She's just received from an angel. If you didn't think that Jesus or or God was supernatural, He's supernatural. He sends angels to tell this news. And He sends this angel that gets her so excited. But she receives a revelation that the baby she's carrying Is not just any baby. And she's carrying the saviour of the world. She receives this supernatural revelation which makes her sing her song. When she tells Elizabeth this. But I want to tell you something tonight. The song she sings, it's her soul that sings. I want to ask you a question tonight. In the things that you know about Christmas, you may not know Jesus personally in your life. When we've sung tonight, listen, some of the songs we sung tonight are great, but when we worship God each Sunday, we love to just go into extensive worship and worship Him in spirit and truth all the time because He's worthy of our praise. The Bible says that. But I want to ask you the question, do you know what it is to worship or to sing from your soul? To sing from your soul is different than any song you'll ever sing. And she said, my soul Glorifies the Lord. In other words, my soul's singing. It's not just my voice. I'm not just happy about this news. I'm not just happy about I've just seen an angel and it's all a little bit Christmassy. My soul glorifies God, and I want to ask you the question: You may you may believe in Jesus, you may know Him, but does your soul know how to sing? Because God, the creator of heaven and earth, wants each and every person in the world to sing from their soul to him. To have the connection to him. And there's only one who can do that, and that is Jesus Christ. It wasn't just any song. It released the deep revelation that she had, that she'd seen, that she knew about Jesus. It releases this inside of her. If you wonder why some of us raise our hands in here tonight and we worship God, I love to raise my hands because why not? If you go to Kim's United football ground and you watch them when they score a goal, they'll raise their hands. Well, listen, when Jesus came to this earth, it's the greatest goal, isn't it? It was the greatest goal that he came here to save you and me. And I I think he deserves more than raising our hands, if you ask me. So it's the least we can do. But when I hear worship, when I hear about Jesus, when I read what Jesus has done for me in my life, for me, for my life, that he rescued me, all I want to do is sing to him. I want to tell you, I knew what it was many years ago to give my life to Jesus and to let my soul sing to him. If you don't know what that means tonight, You can carry on singing your John Lewis songs. You can carry on singing the pop music. You can carry on singing the Christmas songs. But know what it is. The invitation is there for you to sing from your soul. King David in the Psalms. This is a man who was a mighty man. But yet he knew how to write songs. He knew how to worship God. He knew how to sing to God. Psalm 103 says this. David sang this. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, my inmost being. I want to encourage you tonight that there is something this Christmas that Jesus can do in your life So you can sing from your inmost being and not just your mouth. I want to invite you tonight to know that Jesus wants to do that for you. When he comes and he makes his home inside of us. The Bible says that he sets eternity in the hearts of men and women. He sets eternity in our hearts. When he sets eternity in your hearts, your soul sings. I'm so glad tonight I know Jesus, that he came into my life, and that he has made my soul sing. Another psalm, we don't know the the writer, but in Psalm 100, in verse 2 to 3, the psalmist says this, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. When you know your creator is, you will worship him. If you know who created you, and that's what this psalmist recognized, the creator, the person who made them, then your soul will sing. It's a, it's a response to that. The problem is today that there are many people today will just go to church and they may just attend church services, sing whatever's on the, on the screen, go through the lyrics or go through the motions, be told when to sing, when to sit down and what to do, that their soul never sings. Their voice sings. They're instructed, dictated what to do. I want to tell you this place is a place of freedom for worship. Freedom to worship so that you can worship in spirit and truth. The Bible doesn't want us to be dictated to. The Bible doesn't want us to be told when or when we should do things. I'll tell you, we've got, we've got an order we're going through tonight. They're the worst things. I, I, I love orders. We've got to keep order because we've got to keep to time. But there's one thing I love is that when we worship in spirit and truth and we're out of the time of, you know, we're, we're not structured so much. And I want to encourage you tonight. When you know who your creator is, the Bible says he will set eternity in your hearts. This is Jesus. This is the one we're celebrating who came. That he can do that by his spirit to allow us to worship him in spirit and truth. When we recognize who he is, he's the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. When you understand that, who Jesus is, you will worship him. Mary recognized the one Inside her belly, so she arrives at Elizabeth. She she's pregnant. She meets Elizabeth, and she's pregnant. And the, you know, when you get two pregnant women together, they chat about lots of things, don't they? You know, what what's what? Uh, Where what, is it? Oh, I was a semester. Is that right? Trimester, semester. It's a long time ago for me, and I don't need to learn these words anymore. Trimester, or whatever it is. But they get talking about these things. But listen, do you know what? And I've noticed one thing. You know, it's precious, isn't it? When you have a baby growing inside, you I know, remember for us and one Christmas when we felt the uh, Jacob first kick inside and it was so exciting as a young couple to see all this happening and that was precious to us and we felt ownership over that baby. We felt that we had to look after and take care of that baby right from then. You're thinking we're responsible for this and boy, did I know it when when, when the baby came you know, we are responsible and we, we have been for, forever, you know, till the day that they leave the house. it's It's a big job. But listen to me. One thing about Mary is this. She recognized that the one inside her, that she took ownership over. She recognized actually that Jesus was the creator. And he had created her. She recognized that the one she carried, that she had ownership of and to take care of, actually was the one who had created her. The Bible tells us that Jesus was here. He was here before time began. Through him, all things are held together. So I want to encourage you that Jesus, although she carried him, she understood this. And when she understood it, that's how her soul could sing. Because when she understood that she was, she had someone inside of her who could set eternity, who understood eternity. Was a, there was no time constrict, constricting Jesus. There was no time constricting him. She knew that, so she worshipped with her soul. The next thing that Mary says, it's in fact it's in the next line. It says she said, "My spirit, my spirit." Rejoices in God, my Saviour. Now, I don't know what you know about Jesus and what you've sang about him, but the next thing it says, my spirit rejoices. Do you know what rejoicing means? It means you have a good old dance, and she she must have got to the second line, and Elizabeth thought, I don't know if I really wanted to stay here three months. You know, she she's dancing around the house. Listen, we we love to dance in here. We've had some great weeks recently where we've been really, you know, dancing around the church and I've been getting worried about the floor going through and things like that, but everything's fine. We've got public liability insurance, so it's okay. Even if you fall through, we're insured. No, we're covered. But I want to encourage you that when you worship Jesus, when Mary sang this song, it wasn't just another Christmas song. This was a song where she worshipped through her spirit. Her spirit rejoiced. Has your spirit rejoiced in worshipping Jesus? Or do you just sing the songs again? I want to tell you your soul needs to sing. Because Jesus is the one who saves our soul. But one thing she recognised is this. That Jesus Christ was the saviour of the world. Mary recognized in the very second line, she said, my spirit rejoices in God, my saviour. I want to ask you the question tonight, is Jesus Christ your saviour? Is he the saviour for you in your life? I want to encourage you that the Bible tells us that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We sung about it earlier on. He came to seek and save the lost. The very purpose he stepped out of heaven was to seek you and me and to save us. And he wants to be our saviour. I don't know what Christmas songs you are singing, but I'm glad I sing the songs about my saviour coming. And rescue me from my sins, my failures. And that's what he did for Mary. She sang with her spirit because it came alive. In John chapter 4 verse 24. Jesus said this, God is spirit and his worshippers must must worship in spirit and truth. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and truth. For you to truly worship God, your spirit needs to come alive. And for your spirit to come alive, there's only one who can do it. And that is Jesus, the savior of the world. He came so that our spirits would be born. Our spirits are dead until we give our lives to Jesus. Our spirits are dead until we give our lives to him. I could tell you, uh, you know, I, I remember phoning my mom and saying, I, I, I want my birth certificate. She sent through the birth certificate when I needed to get passports and things. And there is a specific, most of you hopefully should have a birth certificate, of the date when you were born by the flesh. But I want to tell you that Jesus talks about a day which you can be born of by the spirit. And when you're born of by the spirit of God, your spirit comes alive. And as we've just read in John chapter 4 verse 24, God is spirit and his worshippers need to worship in spirit and truth. Therefore, for you to sing a song like Mary sang, you need to sing with your spirit. And there's only one who can make your spirit be born again. And that is Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. In Psalm 103 again. David, the worshipper, he writes this. Praise the Lord, O my soul, as we read earlier. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. He's recognized there. His soul is singing, my inmost being. Praise the Lord, O my soul. But verse 2, he says, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit And crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Do you know David recognized the very same thing. He says, praise the Lord, O my soul, my inmost being. He recognized his soul could sing. But he recognized next that that he was the saviour. And this is before Jesus even came on the scene. This was prophesied before Jesus even arrived on earth. David recognized that he was the one who could help him to sing from his inmost being, but also he was singing the songs of the one who would save him from all his sins. Even David knew it. David sang the salvation song thousands of years before Jesus showed up. How much more tonight when we know that Jesus has came and died for us. Should we sing the songs and rejoice in him? I want to tell you tonight. It was a song of hope that Mary sang. She sang a song from her soul, but a song of hope because she knew she was singing about. The one she carried would be the one who would also come to die on a cross for every single person, all of humanity. The one she carried in her womb was the one who would not just come and live this comfortable life, but would come as a suffering servant, giving his life for the ransom for many. And Jesus came. And when it came to his time to reach his time of ministry, he went to the cross for you and for me and died. Most people thought that was the end, but Jesus came to die to save us. All from our sins. I want to encourage you tonight. That not only can he make you sing from your soul. So you can sing from your inmost being. He can get you to sing. As his spirit comes upon you. He can allow you to sing. With your spirit. Recognizing that he is your saviour. He's the one who can cover you. Of your sins. And then finally. The third thing that she sings in this song. That I want to bring out. Is this is a song for everyone. You see, some people think when they come to church or they hear stuff about church or they hear stuff about Jesus, they think this is for someone else and it's not for me. I meet so many people who say to me, that's good for you, but I'm okay. I talk to lots of people about Jesus and they tell me, well, good on you. That's really good. You found something that's going to help you, bless you. But I, I'm happy as I am. Well that's all good and well, but Jesus didn't tell me to enjoy my life with him and just sing the songs for myself. But he, just as Mary sang, she sung she she sung in a song that it was for all generations to come. From generation to generation. In other words, Mary was saying, I can sing from my soul, I can sing from my spirit, but by the way, this is this blessing that is in my womb is for generation to generation. In other words, if you choose not to receive this news, that is your choice. If you choose not to receive the greatest gift that we saw on that adaptation of John Lewis advert... If we choose not to receive that good news. That's our choice. But still it does not change the fact that Jesus came for everyone. Whether you tell me differently or not. Jesus said he came for all. He came to seek and save the lost. Sin separated us from God. And he came to reconcile us back to the Father. I think it's amazing that when we read the Bible and we read all the prophetic words that showed that Jesus would come, then we read about Jesus coming and what he did and that he died on a cross for us. All of the years, as many songs that you can remember, at Christmas songs, whether they're Christian songs or whatever they are, there's one song that has been rippling through generation after generation, and that is the Father's song over your life. The Father's song has been going through generation after generation to say to us that he loves us and wants to restore us back to himself. And I want to encourage you tonight that when she sung this song and she said it's from generation to generation, she said in verse 50, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. To fear him is not to be scared of him and run away, but to fear him is to revere him. To recognize that he is the God who is the creator. She, did, she wasn't scared of him. And I want to encourage you tonight. Please listen to me. If you don't know Jesus. If you don't know him as your savior. Don't say tonight that he is not for me. Christmas I can enjoy it but Jesus isn't for me. He's for every single person in this room. And he wants to change your life. And to be part of your life. Those sound waves have gone through generation, through the Bible as we read them. Generation after generation speaking right to you tonight. And there's not one Christmas song you're ever going to listen to that will beat the song from the Father. I want to bring a summary as to what Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul said about Jesus. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, Colossians chapter one verse fifteen Apostle Paul said this The Son, this is Jesus, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, this is Jesus, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's what it says about Jesus. In him all things are held together. I want to tell you one thing tonight. Jesus Christ has not come to be the theme of a classic song. Jesus has not come to be the next theme of another classic song that might make it to number one. He didn't come to make money. He didn't come to bring a song that would have lyrics that would pull your heartstrings. But he came with a song that has gone through generation after generation to tell you the father's song over your life. I want to ask you tonight, what is your number one this year? Is it Jesus? Is he really number one in your life? Is he the one who's the center of your life this Christmas or his other things? Because he came for you and for me and not one person is exempt. Thank you for listening and we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www